At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. It is hour number two, primetime action on a Wednesday night from Las Vegas here at the South Point Sportsbook Studio. I'm Ben Wilson with Matt Brown. He's at Matt Brown, M2, by the way. Kelly Bidlin at Kelly Bidlin. Uh, behind the glass here, we have so many scores, Kelly, for you to update. I'm sure it's, it's kind of tough to keep track of all of them. Two games going on. Plus the WNBA action, which your, your team, I believe at halftime, is up. Your Atlanta Dream uh, guy is up uh, pretty significantly. I'm going right to start here, there where there are start no, right there, yes. where there are no game boards for us. So Isaiah's going to be very angry. The Dream are up 62-34 to 34 at the half. 62-34. to 34. Dream shooting 62% from the field, 61% from three, 8 for 13 from three. The Fever struggling 38% from the field, unfortunately. If you want to get in live, guess what? Numbers are off the board. Too bad. You can't do it because it's too big of a lead. (laughs) That's right. Too big of a lead. Even though that was the exact lead in the game I was at that the Aces blew (laughs) to the sky. But look. Don't the bring fever that up. Are no, they're no sky. Don't right? bring that evil up in here. They're no, Come on, fe- man. Look, the fever in the sky, they're not even in the same well, ballpark, do that. right? Come on. Sparks up on the Liberty, the other M- uh, WNBA game going on right now, 39-28. to 28. Looks like third quarter just about to get started there. Uh, the Sparks lay in three and a half live, and 145 and a half is your live total. Right. The Mercury in action tonight? Uh, no, we got one game late, and that is the Lynx at the Seattle uh. Storm. So no Mercury. Have a Mercury ticket. Sorry about that. Marlins rolling three to nothing over the Reds right now. That came in the bottom of the fifth inning. Uh, You can get in live on this game and get fourteen to one on the Reds on the money line, or you could take three and a half runs with them. Total just went off the board. 
Uh, Brewers up on the Pirates, big four to nothing already. That game in the top of the third inning. You can get nine to one live on the Pirates on the money line, ten and a half. Your live total. The classic Vison host lean, but no play, and then yeah, Brewers run line, and it's four nothing already. It was a Garrett Cooper two run double, Jesus Aguilar solo home run in Miami there for the Marlins to get them on the board, three uh, nothing in that one, and we still. Do not have a start time uh, listed here for Cardinals and uh, Cubs. They are they I'm are saying yeah they're saying eight fifteen yeah. Eastern. I just looked at the broadcast and they said start time TBA. So who, uh, who really who really knows? Um, I don't know. You know, people tweet at us sometimes. Mm-hmm. They do. And, uh, and Southern Gent here tweets at us and he said he'd mm-hmm. love in the Braves talk tonight. And listen, it. This was not this was not for you, but I'm glad that you liked it. But it, it was, it, but it makes sense because this team has has been incredibly good, and I think kind of under the radar a little bit just because you know there's no because Acuna was hurt for as long as he was, so he's not one of the like you know counting stat stars this year, and so like yeah. they're it's kind of the under the radar type deal or whatever with with that team. Um, but he said he wanted to to tack on. They're getting Kirby Yates off the IL next week, and then Ozzy Albie's back in September. And so that is another uh, really good point there for this brave squad. One of the, one of the things I guess uh, we didn't mention when we were talking about the Mariners as well. uh, Mitch Hanniger is, is wrapping up his rehab, uh, his actual Mm -hmm. uh, rehab stint there. And so a guy that only played, I think a handful of games from the beginning of the year. And then he came off the IL and then re-injured the ankle, literally the game back off the IL. So I think he's only played five or six, seven games, something like that for them all season long. We know Hanniger nine games. Yeah. Not, yeah, I was gonna say like so we know for sure Hanniger's a guy that like is I mean that's a that's a good that is almost like a trade deadline acquisition for this <laughs> Mariners much, team right. because you you get a guy in, in Mitch Hanniger who is a a power bat with like decent on base for he's not necessarily an average guy, but he's a pretty de- he he draws some walks and stuff like that. So you're you're kind of adding that guy in for the for the Mariners as well. 39 homers, 100 RBI last year yeah. for Mitch Hanniger. That's the type of guy you're getting. Yeah, you're totally mm-hmm. right. Just like a trade deadline acquisition. Mm-hmm. I know Southern Gen as well. He, we, because we on the run line. Mm-hmm. I remember way back when we started our, our, we were doing all the awards talk, and we thought at the time, like, why is Juan Soto the NL MVP favorite? Like, he plays on a mm-hmm. horrible team. He's going to get pitched around all season. I think he was three to one or something. I remember, I remember him tweeting at us saying, "Hey, Austin Riley, 25 to one. That, that's intriguing. Guy was ridiculous last year. Well, Riley's now the second favorite behind only Paul Goldschmidt now." Before he got traded, Juan. Juan Soto, only forty percent of the pitches he saw were in the strike zone. Yeah, just like and I mean, who could, how could you blame yeah. opposing pitches? Yeah. There's nobody else besides forty percent of the pitches he saw about. were in the strike zone. Like it just it's, it's it's crazy. It, it, there was no absolutely no reason for pitchers to to None. give him anything to hit, which is why he walked. He's already got ninety walks or whatever yeah. on the season. Or Last time like I that. checked, Austin Riley four to one now. Paul Goldschmidt still minus one twenty five or so, the rightful favorite in the NL MVP. But Riley, he's live. He's right in the mix there. He really to is. Win that award. And there's a lot of season left. Like like that one. There's a lot of season left. You know. I mean, again, I I I think that unless Judge just completely falls off, I think that one's kind of in the bag here because again, we we expect with the Angels being so far out of it mm-hmm. that. If they didn't trade Otani, they at least have to, they at least have to slow slow him down, right? I mean, like I imagine he's going to start skipping starts here and there towards the end of the season. I imagine maybe there's going to be extra days off and stuff because you have to protect this asset that you're going to have to move in the offseason. Like they have no choice but to trade him in the yeah. offseason. So I think that is at least something. If you're if you're sitting on an Otani ticket, that's just a little bit of a bummer that the Angels are as bad as they are. No doubt, because there's no reason for them. 
a guy that's going to get them such an incredible return in on the trade market, they can't risk like you know, he's proven what he can do, right? So it's not like they have to show him off. Like everyone knows what he can do on the mound. Everyone knows what he can do at the plate. There's really no reason for them to to risk any sort of injury with him and, and miss the the haul that they're going to get. Because again, he will get something in that Juan Soto esque yep. like range. And again, it, it, if you don't follow prospects, I, I I can completely understand where you look at this and from the Juan Soto thing, and you just kind of like, who are all the who are all these guys? That was a massive haul. That the Nationals got for Juan Soto. Oh yeah, I mean you're that talking... is like that is like three top fifty prospects in all of baseball that they got right. in that in that deal, you know. And so you were talking like, yeah, I mean it's not Juan Soto, but what if all three of those guys end up being league? Av- even if you're getting three mm-hmm. league average guys back, that still outweighs what you you know uh, exactly. trading away one player. Yep, no you question. know, well, yeah, you have to imagine the hall going to be massive yeah. for for Otani. Uh, just for what it's worth, Austin Riley. 120 hits this year, 61 extra base hits. It's pretty good. That is. Pretty good. That's pretty amazing. Even better than pretty good. 29 homers, 31 doubles, and a triple in there for Riley, hitting 300 uh, this season. We'll have more baseball talk a little bit later. Preview still some of the late games to come. Get Have Joe Sheehan join us in a little bit here on the show, give his thoughts post-trade deadline. But right now, we talked ACC yesterday. Matt, our college football previews, the ones we're doing here, specifically on primetime action. We go to the SEC right now. And for Alabama, boom, oh, sorry, I forgot, almost forgot. Oh, that's such a beautiful, such a beautiful it's, wife, Kelly. Beast's college football preview. Oh, it's, it's, it's so it's, nice. I didn't want to neglect it, is, it. it. No, no, no. It, it's just we didn't know it was coming the first the time. The first time. Yeah, that's right. So I, was, I just, was so excited. It's a bummer you're supposed to talk over. I wanted to surprise you guys. No, I, just keep I, I, thank you, Kelly. That was really nice of you. So it's Alabama who wins the SEC last year, does not win the national championship because they lose to Georgia, but they are your presumptive favorite. And are, are you buying what most people are saying about Bama, which is the, the, the sort of thought that it's, all right, it's another top five recruiting class for Nick Saban. It is a coach who is going to be pretty, pretty pissed off heading into this year and a team with everything to prove. Did you see in, he said it was a rebuilding year last year? <laughs> I did catch that today. I, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, so we understand that. Is, is that this, just trolling? <laughs> Seriously, is that just trolling? Like, I don't, I don't have any reason to doubt that that is that. Well, well, the actual perception on this team. I right. don't know about what Nick Saban said, but you have to think that that is this is going to be once again a total juggernaut when you have Bryce Young back at quarterback. It almost feels like kind of how you know we talk some of these some of these chalky bets like the you know when like the Djokovic was in total form, like just the yeah. Djokovic to win the U.S. Open, laying like a near dollar fifty price to win the SEC championship. That just feels like the most logical bet of anything on the board in any conference this year, Matt. I don't know if you see it any differently, but that's where I just automatically gravitate towards. Yeah, I mean the thing is, is is as as awesome as the team has been, and as many guys as they get drafted every single year. They still have 65% of the offensive production coming back, and they still have 70% of the defensive production coming back for this team. So as good as they were last year, you're still getting the vast majority of that production back on both sides of the ball. And so it's just very hard to look at the rest of – outside of Georgia, look at the rest of the conference and and think that it's going to be any different than those two guys at the top. I mean, I know that people – keep wanting to mention A&M over and over again. And listen, A&M has done a very good job of recruiting. They've done a very good job in the NIL um, Mm -hmm. uh, era here in the last couple of years because they've got some people with some very deep pockets, and they have been doing some really good things over there and getting some some big-name players over. But with Georgia and Alabama, and I think – I can't remember if we talked about this on air if it was just – or if it was off air one time, but during this transfer portal era as well, what happened is – 
is teams like Alabama and Georgia, who are already getting all of this massive amount of four-star and five-star recruits, now get these guys that fall through the cracks as well. So the three stars and two stars that didn't get recruited very heavily, and then they go to these smaller programs and have these unbelievably awesome years, and people are like, oh, how did this guy fall yeah. through the cracks? They transfer to the, Alabama and Georgia. Then they transfer. They, they, yeah. they leave the small school they're at, <laughs> and then they transfer to Alabama and Georgia. So it's like yeah. you're already getting the top guys, and then you're also getting the guys that fall through the cracks as well. So it's it, – it, What it's, is worth, Matt, the portal rankings this year? Uh, USC 1, not a shock with Caleb Williams. Ole Miss 2, LSU 3, Oklahoma 4, Texas 5, Alabama 6. Yeah. It's just it's so. it's just the way like the the rich get even even richer you know and so it's very hard when you look at this to see this being anything other than a two team race for this for this conference and so I mean for me I'm not going to say that the SEC for the first time in a while is going to be boring because I'm sure there will be some sort of surprise team I'm sure some team will overperform somewhere to where we kind of like take notice of them but Ben. As we said, preseason, the SEC seems pretty boring to me because I think it's Alabama, Georgia, and everybody else. Yeah, I, and look, I feel the exact same way. I have not made a wager on this yet, but that's that's like the first thing I look at is going to be, like, I get it. It's, it's the most chalky bet you could probably yeah. make this, along with Ohio State to win the Big Ten, but Alabama to win the SEC, it makes a lot of sense. And again, this is to win the SEC championship game. I don't know how you feel about uh, Brian Kelly there, your, your former LSU Tiger here, Matt Brown. I'll put it but, this uh, way. I'll put it this way. It cannot possibly be worse than Les Miles and Ed Orgeron. So I'm very much looking forward to having a guy who can stand on a microphone and do a post-game interview and, like, you leave going, oh, wow. He yeah, but I'm, I'm going to miss. Well, you got a problem with that. Sound, yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he didn't sound like a seventh grader. That's amazing. I'm going to miss the Ed Orgeron coach show. Like, I would, I would literally oh, fire yeah. that up every <laughs> week just to listen to how hilarious. I'm going to miss Coach Joe. Come on, oh. man. LSU Tigers, seven, the win total this year. Joe Sheehan joins us next on Primetime Action, talking baseball. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, yeah, because you got to think, he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on top of that. that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came to my room crying tears. (laughs) I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in the Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. That last break had us wondering, uh, Matt, when you go back to the bayou, does your does the accent come out even more? That was our, our question that we were trying to figure out last segment. But you you seem, I mean, yeah. your accent's very, very tame, I feel like, by comparison. Yeah, it's it's gone down for sure. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's much exactly. more much more calm than I can imagine that than used to be. you know, mad after a couple of a couple of beverages, uh, you know, a couple of glasses of southern comfort before heading into Death Valley. Uh, so I don't gross. know. I don't know why. <laughs> so <laughs> so I just so think gr- back to like the college days yeah. and, uh, so I, so as a fellow gross. SEC graduate, which I know is gonna trigger Matt. Fellow SEC you are school not, graduate. You are not from the SEC. I went to the University of Missouri. We were that is, you were not from the SEC. We were in the SEC when I graduated. People still don't even consider Missouri in the SEC. Like like still to this day, like you, you could go. You, yeah, could, I, why would they be? I promise you, you could go to Mississippi right now. Oh, I don't doubt it at all. And walk around the Mississippi State campus and ask people what conference Missouri plays in, and fifty percent would say, "I have no idea." I believe that. I believe they look, would have no idea. That Missouri I, is in I mean, Texas and Oklahoma are already as much a part of the SEC as Missouri is. As a former SEC graduate, oh my drink God. my share of Southern oh comfort. My God. <laughs> On this guy cold. is claiming. Was, was, it in the, was, it, was, was Missouri in the SEC when you went there? Well, they were in the Big 12 when I started, and then they transitioned to the SEC my, after my freshman year. That so, uh, made me feel old. On a warm July. This guy's so ridiculous. We talked about Jimmy G <laughs> earlier and where he was going to play next, and we said that, hey, maybe you find a team that's, a, for, that's in need of a backup. To go there, that's not the case with Odell, but the problem here with Odell is we just don't have any idea how healthy he is, right? And so, yeah, like, I mean, I think that's going to play the the big factor here is what team is basically going to roll the dice for, for him. And so that's why this also makes this market incredibly hard because it's what team will basically assume the risk mm-hmm. of taking on Odell after a serious injury, not only for the first time, but you know the second time with a serious injury. And we we've also seen a couple of these reports come out where look the Rams who are the favorite here, they had uh, like Van Jefferson has to have surgery. Yes. They think he could be back optimistically by week one, but again, you're, if you're looking for a guy to fill in there, well, Odell's not going to be ready for the first month of the year. Same deal with Dallas. Jerry Jones came out today saying, yeah, we don't need to sign a veteran guy, even though they just lost James Washington to the foot surgery, and they already have a bunch of guys banged yeah. up in that wide receiver room. So I don't know how you really assess it there. Yeah, you, you look down the board, it's kind of like it's a 
the Rams are the favorite, rightfully so, just because it's like he was already in the locker room. So it's For very sure. easy to it. just kind of, – yeah. he probably would take a sweetheart deal as well to, to return there. Broncos, maybe. Yeah. Now with the uh, with the Tim Patrick ACL. I, that's the only one I could look at and be like, yeah, if it's worth a sprinkle, mm-hmm. maybe that one It's uh, 25 to 1. Anyway, those are interesting to look at. I want to welcome in Joe Sheehan now, though, as we wrap things up, following the trade deadline, see where the state of the league uh, is at right now. Joe Sheehan with his baseball newsletter that uh, you can catch. Follow him at Joe underscore Sheehan. You know, it's just fascinating, too, Joe, seeing some of these moves come across. We'll certainly get your thoughts on the uh, the Soda move here in a second. But do you remember another deadline where it felt like so many teams were kind of waffling in that, like, say, the Brewers, for example, who are a legitimate contender, sell one of their best assets and did also make a couple of, you know, auxiliary acquisitions as well. Do you remember another deadline like that where so many teams seem to be both buyers and sellers all in the same exact time? It was very strange. Uh, typically, teams define themselves pretty clearly. You look at last year, it was like 17, 12 buyers, sellers, and the Cardinals were in the middle. Well, this year, you really had six teams in that middle area. You mentioned the Brewers. They traded Hater. I don't know it was that big a downgrade to Rodgers. You look at some of the sabermetric numbers, they're pretty close. But obviously, it wasn't a buying move. You had both socks, the red and the white, very confusing moves at the deadline. The Guardians didn't do anything. The Rockies didn't sell. The Giants didn't do anything, really. I don't remember six or seven teams taking this middle ground, guys. And I think it has to do with the expanded playoffs. 40% of the league gets into the playoffs now. And that means that at this point in the season, you've got a lot of teams that might not even, we don't even know if they're that good, but they're three and a half games out of a playoff spot. So I think we're going to see this going forward with the trade deadline where teams are having trouble defining what they are. All right, Joe, this is the question I'm sure you've been asked about 50 times over the last 24 (laughs) hours, but uh, what was outside of the Soto move, obviously, what do you think was the most impactful move at the trade deadline? Probably the Yankees getting, uh, it's a tie. The Yankees getting Frankie Montes, who's a number two slash number three type starter, can start game three of a playoff series for them, maybe even game two. Uh, he'll give them innings, take some pressure off a bullpen that's had a lot of injuries. And then similarly, Luis Castillo going to the Mariners. Uh, Castillo, again, that kind of that high number two, low number three type starter, probably with upside from there, going to a team that's going to need innings. They have, you know, Logan Gilbert hasn't worked deep into a season. They've been managing George Kirby's innings. Uh, they needed somebody who could step in and be that true number two behind Robbie Ray. I I think those are the two moves, and I, you could very well see that be a playoff matchup eventually, Castillo versus uh, Montes. I think those are the two moves that are going to have the biggest impact on the standings. I think other teams might have collectively made uh, uh, trades that added to them more than individually Montes or Castillo will, but those were the two players who I think will have the greatest impact outside of Soto. And Joe Sheehan joining us here on Primetime Action, writer of the Joe Sheehan Baseball Newsletter. As far as the Soto deal itself, we've heard some of the talk that it's like, well, look, he's, he's hitting under 250 this year. We just talked uh, with, with Matt in our last segment about 40% of the pitches he's faced this year are outside of the zone. Now that he goes into a very, very good situation for a hitter to be in with so much protection around him in the lineup, realistically, what do you expect the, the true addition will be here in San Diego? Like, Just how good do you expect Soto to be down the stretch? And where does this slot the Padres in now to your personal NL uh, power rankings as a whole here? What time machine are you working in that people are complaining about batting average? You guys having callers in from 1978? Uh, It's a fantastic move for them. They've gotten really nothing out of right field this year. Uh, He's, I mean, sort of be an upgrade on just about anybody, but to upgrade over what the Padres have gotten out of the the corner outfield spots will be huge. Uh, He's going to, I haven't seen the lineup for tonight, but I have to assume he's got about second in front of Machado. So now you've got a ton more base. That's the perfect spot for him in front of Machado. You protect great hitters, not from behind, which is what the theoretical of 
theory of protection has always been. You protect them from ahead by making sure they bat with runners on base and can't be pitched in front of. You mentioned Soto coming out of that ridiculously bad uh, Nationals lineup. Only four intentional walks this year, but obviously you know, 90, 91 walks on the season. There were a lot of unintentional intentionals in there. Uh, his life is about to get a lot more fun. I, the combination of adding him and Bell, again, Bell playing a position where the Padres haven't gotten a lot of production, whether it's DH or first base, those are two huge upgrades for their lineup. It now gives them 70 Sometime in the next couple of weeks, they're going to get to taste. Look, they're 11 and a half games behind the Dodgers. They're not catching the Dodgers, but the Dodgers also don't want to play them in the second round of the playoffs. The Padres will probably go into the playoffs, I would say maybe as the fourth or fifth best team in baseball at that point. Joe, you mentioned the Mariners a second ago with the pickup of Luis Castillo. He looks pretty good today against the Yankees, and now you've got a three Whenever you get to the, you know, if you look at kind of that top three rotation, once you shorten everything up and get to the playoffs, you got Castillo, Ray Gilbert, um, and then you look at this, you look at this lineup that is pretty potent. Going to be getting Mitch Hanniger back here in the next week or so, maybe even the next couple of days. The way that this looks, how how good do you think the Mariners are, and could they possibly be one of these weird teams that that makes a run if they if they can get into the tournament? No question. You mentioned adding Castillo as a frontline starter. And this is a team that last year and this year, Scott Service has done a wonderful job with the bullpen. They actually are going to be dangerous in a short series because they can ride Paul Seawald. You know, they've got a lot of these no-named guys like uh, Penn Murphy. I swear to God, I'm not making that up. Penn Murphy. Um, they traded Anthony Miserwis. But, I mean, these kind of – Andres Munoz, who they got from the Padres in a trade a couple of years ago, throws 100. Um, Diego Castillo, they're coming out of that bullpen. So they have pitching depth now that they haven't typically had. Uh, and again, in a short series, when you're only using your top six or seven guys, starters and relievers, it makes a huge difference. You mentioned the offense. You know, Eugenio Suarez, he was the contract they had to attach to Jesse Winker to make that trade. He's actually gone back to being Eugenio Suarez, a good defensive player, power hitter, not a great hitter for average, but he's somebody who's going to end up putting up a four to five win season for them. Uh, that trade ended up being a huge part of their season. Real quick before we let you go, Joe, as well with, with the Braves, you talk about pitching depth. Where do you see them in the mix now that they bolstered the back end of their rotation with Rysel Iglesias? We've seen how good Spencer Strider is in. How do you compare them to Padres, Mets, teams like that who are perceived to be just below the Dodgers in stature? Yeah, I've been saying all along, I think the Braves will steal that division from the Mets. I think they're the better team. Adding Iglesias, adding Jacob Aritzi for that back end, because they're going to have a little bit. I think that was a good pickup for them as well. I do think they will eventually and be the number two seed in the National League. There we go. Very, very interesting to get to Joe's takes. A lot of, lot of action happening around MLB trade deadline. Again, you can follow Joe at Joe underscore Sheehan. Check out the Joe Sheehan baseball newsletter. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you on, uh, Joe. Thank you so much for the insights, and I'm sure we'll catch up soon. Thanks, fellas. Take care. Absolutely. 4-2 game now, uh, Matt, in Pittsburgh. So, Freddie Peralta, clean couple of innings to start off. And just mm-hmm. like last night with Corbin Burns, Rolling yeah. along, and then uh, yeah. Pittsburgh's gotten to him here, and he's got a 3-2 count to O'Neill Cruz with two on, two Don't out. Blow it, buddy. Third. Oh. I need 89 wins. Boy. I need 89 wins. Oh. I'm right on, right? Uh, you, you are literally yes, on. Yeah. You are exactly on pace. Yeah. Big swing in a minute. Struck we go. Got him. There, there we go. go. Four. We'll okay. take it. Matt, Matt Brown. Dream lead down to 17, yeah. Ben. See? Making a run. I didn't. I... Ben did that. <laughs> Ben's fault. Ben Ben's did that. Fault. You know what it's time for up next? 32 teams. 32 shows. New Orleans Saints. They're on the list. We talk about New Orleans. That's when we return here on Primetime Action.
Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season. For your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes, head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Is soccer still going on? It starts this weekend. Oh, are you kidding me, Matt? We've got a this weekend. big time Premier League preview on the show tomorrow night with Ben Wilson. We know he's ready to fire. First game Friday, right, first Ben? Mat, first fixture is Friday. For, first fixture, yeah, sorry. I do have, yes, You're I will. You're such a goober. We can't I, even say match. We can't say match. Yeah, match. F- fixture. Yeah, fixture. That is te- the fixture list. We'll figure out match, who's at the top of the day, table after for that. match day. Yes, the top of the table who are in the relegation places. All that. Yeah. Well, I would love to see the punch out stats for that whenever we get into that segment. <laughs> First lo- I'm a fraud I Southerner. Now I'm a fraud yeah. Englishman. I can't I can't I can't wait. We're gonna we're gonna go down to like five percent listenership after that. Like it's gonna be like, oh well, ninety five percent of people punched out because Ben started talking about soccer. Hey man, a lot of people bet on that around the world. Yeah. Big deal. Not in the United States, however. <laughs> I said around the world, man. Yeah. Yes. We're worldwide. Not in the United States. I have the statistics to back that up. <laughs> Matt, I have that. Matt does have statistics who would support <laughs> such a statement being factually correct. I, I will give you that much. Yeah. Uh, dream lead down to 14, guys. So it might be a little bit of a. Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> Dude, where Ben? Where Ben? I'm were they trying the, to. Were, I, they the, were they the favorite or underdog in this game? Uh, I don't know. So are they, they getting caught? Oh, I'm trying to decide, like, are we in real trouble here? Like, is, is like, the favorite storming back, or is this, like... They were 10-point favorites in this game. Oh, boy. Really? Yeah. Oh, brother. So that would be, be a tough potential beat if you oh, lay... Actually, 9.5 or 10 is what I'm seeing here. So. Oh, boy, it's down to 12. Your odds to win it all. Aces <sighs> plus 150, Sky plus 150. And all right. Four and a half or longer from there. Interesting. Okay. Well, this you guys is, need this one. Need the dream. This Come is on, brutal. Dude. Come on, dream. Let's go. Let's go. Um, are we ready for 32 teams, 32 shows to resume? Man? They're born ready. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. We got golf. We got football. 32 teams, 32 shows. Down knowledge. That was great, Kelly. That was some of your best work. New yeah. Orleans States, who are your second place team a season ago in the NFC South. But a lot of transition, even though it is Dennis Allen takes over for Sean Payton as head coach, who was I mean, the D.C. there, has been a head coach before in the National Football League. But wild to think with the infrastructure there, Matt, to miss the playoffs for the first time in five years a season ago with the offense, once, especially once Jameis Winston went down, where they go four and six the rest of the year uh, after he, he tears his ACL in week eight there, finished 28th in total yards, last in passing. Defense was solid, and that was really what, uh, what they hung their hats on a season ago. Uh, but as, as you have looked at, it is a lot of transition and a lot of new faces, kind of all surrounding one very, very big question mark, and that is the status of Alvin Kamara, which we'll certainly get into. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest one I think probably, though, is, is Sean Payton is no longer. So it is the Dennis Allen show here, and it is – I'm not going to say that – it's a good thing, but you know how sometimes you can be somewhere for so long that maybe things get a little bit stale and the the excitement around Sean Payton, it's not like a college football coach. A college football coach can stay somewhere forever, right? I mean, like they just become kind of part of the institution or They're something. They're politicians, like essentially. Yeah. yeah. But the, the, the pro coaches, you know, 
15 seasons with the same If you're not team, Bill Belichick racking up Super Bowl yeah, after Super Bowl, yes. It just can get a little bit stale. And and there was some rumors and, you know, sports talk radio down there is certainly going to try to get people to listen and all of it. Like, there were some rumors that maybe some of the guys in the locker room were kind of like, I wonder if Sean's still uh, as checked in. You know, with this as he was as he as he was before, you know, and I think that you know at least being self aware enough for him to say it's probably time for me to to bow out here, you know, yeah. take a take a year or two off, and and maybe I'll find some some of that fire and passion again. But yeah, it, you know, he leaves. Dennis Allen takes over. They do retain Pete Carmichael as the offensive coordinator, so he's going to stay. He's been there as long as Sean Payton, basically. I think he's been there fourteen years. Yeah, the or quarterbacks coach to OC now, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Ryan Nielsen and then Chris Richard are the uh, are the defensive line co- defensive line and secondary coach and are going to do this kind of whole dual you know whatever however they call it co defensive coordinator. Yeah. How, how does that even work? I like I mean know. like who gets to call like hey you get to call the first quarter and then I'm going to call the second quarter and then, how, how does this even especially work? when it's like it, it's not like you have you know five minutes to just in yeah. between plays like hey what do you think about this yeah. and, and have a collaboration I, yeah I, it kind of has to happen fast yeah I don't, I don't know how that all works but anyway co defensive coordinator situation going on there they will also retain their positions as I said as defensive line coach and secondary coach in is pretty interesting the guys that they did sign. Um, I think the the highlight of that being Marcus May at safety. He is a big time, big time safety. They also bring in the Honey Badger and Tyron Matthew at safety. So it will be two new safeties there for the Saints. They bring in Jarvis Landry to be a possession wide receiver for them. They signed Daniel Sorensen. I don't even know why, but hey, he was the running joke in Kansas City. <laughs> but like, let's bring yeah. him in to be a. A joke in New Orleans. Warm body yeah. alert, basically. Contavious uh, Street at Edge. They bring him in uh, to be a, to be a, a rusher there, and then Andy Dalton as backup quarterback, which I think is not insignificant because we don't know if Jameis Winston is going to be good or not. We don't know how this injury affected Jameis Winston, and we know that if he reverts back to Jameis Winston of old, you can't just trot out a guy who's going to throw thirty picks, right? I mean, like you just can't do that, right? So, I mean, I think it's not insignificant, basically, that they brought in Andy Dalton. No, I, no I, I think that it's a, it's a definitely not a non. It's a non-zero chance that Andy Dalton ends up starting multiple games for this team. And there's, I mean, it's a non-zero chance that Winston. I mean, all the look, the rehab is on track for him mm-hmm. to be ready to go start of the year. But if there's a setback, you mm-hmm. at least you at least feel comfortable that you've got a guy who is a competent NFL yes. quarterback waiting in the wings. There. Now they did lose some big names as well. Biggest of all, of course, being Teron Armstead. He is out of there. The guy that has manned that left tackle position for them for so long has been one of the very best left tackles in all the game for a long time. Marcus Williams at safety is out. Not as big of a loss with the deals that they made in the offseason mm-hmm. to bring in the new safety. So that doesn't really hurt them near as bad. Quan Alexander started at linebacker for them. He's gone. Ty Montgomery was kind of a little utility guy for them. He's gone. And Trevor Simeon's now gone because they bring in Andy Dalton. But as far as the guys out the door – it wasn't as it wasn't as brutal really for this Saints team as maybe you would have expected with the transition, with the turnover, things like that. Um, with the team again that's been in such cap hell for the last couple of years as well, they did pretty good. And of course, those signings I think are are, are pretty good as well. Bringing a couple, bringing back a couple of you know Louisiana natives and Tyron Matthew and Jarvis Landry as well. Certainly going to sell some tickets to see those guys in the draft. They addressed a, addressed a, a position of need. In the first round, wide receiver Chris Olave. Then they also take Trevor Penning in the first round as well as an offensive tackle because, again, as we mentioned, Teron Armstead leaves. 
So they take a first, spend a first round pick on an offensive tackle. Uh, second round pick, Alante Taylor, cornerback. They didn't have a third or a fourth round pick. They took a linebacker in the fifth round. They took a defensive tackle in the sixth round. Those guys probably won't even make the team. But I think the Olave and pinning picks were exactly what this team needed because there is still some question marks around the health of Michael Thomas, the motivation of Michael Thomas, the mindset of Michael Thomas. So you at least bring in Olave, who you don't want to have to thrust him in to have to be a number one right off the bat as a rookie. But if you had to, you did spend a first-round pick on a dude that a lot of people considered to be one of the you know very, very, very best mm-hmm. college-wide receivers out there. And then you bring in Jarvis Lander, who's just a chain mover, right? So like you get a guy in Landry that I think is going to be a little bit kind of going to go a little bit under the radar here as what he really brings to a team because he's never going to he's not even in his early career when he was younger and faster and all the things like that I mean he still very rarely had 100 yard games and things and stuff like that it's just not the type of receiver that he is 100 catch seasons with four touchdowns Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah yeah I mean that's just not the type of receiver he is right but he's the chain mover guy and I think interestingly enough if Jameis Winston plays like he was playing before he got hurt, where Jameis Winston was playing under control and Jameis Winston wasn't throwing all these crazy balls up for grabs and Jameis Winston actually looked like a competent NFL quarterback, having a guy like Jarvis Landry for a guy like Jameis Winston to where you go, hey, man, all else fails, Jarvis is going to be somewhere mm-hmm. over the middle right there. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. whatever. Like all, like don't you don't have to heave it 20 yards down the field to in a 50-50 situation and, and throw all these picks and stuff. So, like, I actually think... The, the, that addition for a guy like Jameis Winston could be could be pretty significant as well. To get him on a, I mean, yeah, the one year deal we, as we saw for Landry, and to have to you know to only give up what they what they gave up for him, such a small part of the cap. That that's significant yeah. for what it's worth. Michael Thomas, they they had him suit up in in full drills today for the first time, and by all accounts, he looked good. But the questions are not no going to go looks away. Bad and, no exactly. One ever, no one ever looks bad except for quarterbacks in training camp. So far, like, Matt Jones, yeah. Mitch Trubisky, they, 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 will, looked yes, terrible. they will love yeah. to say this guy's throwing it to the other team, uh, throwing it to the other yeah. side. Every single, the, the only guys that ever look bad are, are quarterbacks. We I, I love the Olave yeah, pickup, yeah. though. I, I, I think he's going to work in great with what they have, the other pieces of that offense. I think he's going to be perfect for Jameis actually going downfield. I was talking about this with uh, Mike Pritchard on Lombardi line this morning, where it's like, yeah, the reports about Mac Jones, where it's, you know, yes. the, the whole Mitch Trubisky thing, 0 for 16 yeah. on a uh, on a drill at the two-yard line. Jalen Hurts apparently is missing yeah. wide-open guy. Yeah, yeah, hold on. It's all, yeah. always, always a thing. Yeah. We'll look at the schedule, the division odds, see if there's any value. Looking at the New Orleans Saints in 2022 when we continue. 32 teams and 32 shows next. Next on primetime action. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. Splitting bets! Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not only tonight's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Looks like we are now... Uh, let's see. Did we end up getting that uh, game underway in St. Louis? I don't believe we did. No. We did no. not. It is officially postponed. That is why. Oh, I was just making sure to check that. Postponed. So it will not be it happening. Is it is off for tonight. Uh, the two games still in action. The Marlins three, Reds nothing now. Bottom of the eighth inning there. And the uh, Brewers, Freddie Peralta just got out of another jam uh, as they have played four innings in Pittsburgh. Four, two Brewers on top of the Pirates. So take off Jason Steele for the Cubs. Miles Michaels for the Cardinals from your betting card there, Kelly. Also, uh, but before we go any further, Matt, have you not caught the betting data? From Ben? He's a data guy. He's a data guy instead of a data guy. Yeah. Yeah. I caught a lot of heat about this once, Ben. So really? Yeah, yeah. Data? Data? Uh, data, data. I kind of go back and forth so on So since it. I'm a former, I'm okay with since, since I do have southern roots, I feel like data, yeah. you know. <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> and some English, some Englishman, data just seems like the natural yes. middle ground there. So that's kind of yes, what I want. His, his southern roots were uh, asking where he's going on vacation in a couple of weeks to his summer home in the Hamptons <laughs> and then whatever. Our lake house in the Hamptons and whatever and all this. Yes. Complete, is complete a, southern. Is that a Scandinavian attempt there in, in the diction? That's kind of what it sounded like. No, no. Scandinavian, right there. It's the, this is how you talk when you yeah. talk snooty. It's when you're Hudson Swanson. He doesn't. He can't even tell us a different. Here's the deal. He can't even tell us a different accent. He's like, that's why. That's why everyone talks. And like, no, Ben, that's not how everyone talks. He's like, that's how everyone talks where I come from. I'm like, exactly. That's the point I'm making. 
See, he can't even tell the difference in the, in the accident. That's so bad. That's why Hudson uh, Swafford had to file a lawsuit today because he's been treated unfairly. See, he can't tell. He's like, he's like, what are you, what are you doing? Why are you talking like my cousin? And it's like, well, why are you I've never like met your cousin, cousin, but that's the point. Oh my God. Hudson Swafford's had such a tough life. Yeah. Now he needs to do the PGA Tour. Yeah. I'll be going to Wisconsin for vacation, for whatever that is worth, because that's where I'm from, actually, in Also, real life. I think Lake House there makes a lot more sense in Wisconsin than in the Hamptons. So the thing people don't get, and Matt always gives me a hard time for this, like, everybody in Wisconsin has a lake house. It's not just, You've like, told me that before. Literally yes. everybody. I believe you. And the lake house is it's just a little cabin. Oh, it is. It's just a little cabin. You got a little dock, a little boat. You're going to send us a picture of it when you get there, and we're going to put it on air, and we'll decide if it's a cabin or not. <laughs> it's a cabin. It was built in 1923. We'll, we'll, we'll decide. He's like, it's just a little, small, 5,000-square-foot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just small. Eight it's beds, six that field small. Yeah. It's the field of it, Matt. And there's six speedboats out front. Yeah, there's six, six speedboats. Get out of here. All right. Get Football All Outsiders right. talking about the Saints here. 14th overall DVOA last year. I know that's going to surprise some people, um, mainly because of the defense, because it was a 23rd offense, but it was the third defense, hence the 14th overall DVOA, 16th special teams. They have them projected as a mean projection of 9.4 wins this year, so a little bit above 500 there. Six to eight wins 28% of the time, nine to 11 wins 42% of the time, and 12-plus wins 22% of the time in their simulations, which is pretty interesting. Their sims had them going to the playoffs 57.7% of the time, so well over half the time. They were getting into the playoffs there. Pretty had, favorable schedule as well, which uh, is yeah, part of that. That's, yeah. If we look at this, yeah, ninth easiest schedule, which is why what we're looking at here, and it, they play in a, I mean, they play in a division with the Panthers and the and the Falcons, right? So you get four games against those mm-hmm. guys, which really helps out right off of the bat there. If we go down a little bit further, you see, I mean, they get a game Seahawks, they get a game against the Steelers, they get a game against the uh, against the the. The Eagles as well, which again may 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 not be good. Like there are people who think that maybe they're good, maybe not be good. You know, you get the game against the 49ers where you're looking there and you're like, okay, what if Trey Lance really does struggle? So there are some spots that might look tougher than they actually are by the time it rolls around, right? I mean, like Trey Lance by week 12 could be we could be going, oh my god, what a bust this guy! Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, how terrible is this kid? You know, um, and then the Eagles, of course, like as we said. The only people that have bad training camps are quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts is having the worst quarter. You know, he's having the worst training camp ever. He's missing AJ Brown left and right. He can't get it to any of these guys. Th- threw, was trying to throw a pass to Devontae Smith. Got, got undercut. Pick six. All the stuff. You know, so he he's been horrible for the Eagles as well. So I mean, you know, just cut him. Might yes, as well. just just yeah. cut him. Sharp Football has it at eight point five wins. So they're about uh about a win under where Football Outsiders is on this team. Warren's got him as the 18th best offensive line, 16th best receiving core, 16th best defensive front seven, and the 13th best secondary, which lines up fairly well with what Pro Football Focus mm-hmm. has him at here, Ben. I mean, 20th rated power rated team heading into the year overall, 21st rated offensive line according to, to, to Pro Football Focus. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that you're going to have to start a rookie at left tackle, right? And, and so with Trevor Penning, starting at left tackle, taking over for Teron Armstead, who's been such an a, an awesome, awesome guy there for them. I mean, look, the rest of that line, Ryan Ramchick, Eric McCoy, Andres Pete, like these are these are bona fide. Solid, yes, yeah. these are bona fide offensive linemen. But when you look at the most important position 
on the offensive line in a blindside tackle and you're having to start a rookie, there are just very few rookies who come in and and, and are really good. You know I mean? It's just, just at, at the offensive line. Typically, these guys bloom in, in their third year. Like, second year, they're exponentially better than their rookie year, and then third year is kind of like, oh, wow, okay, this guy's special. That's typically how offensive, offensive linemen work. You don't see rookie offensive linemen really come in and dominate. So when you have him starting at left tackle, I think that's why you're looking at offensive line rating is where it's at. PFF gave him a 99.9 run blocking grade last year, but keep in mind, that was Northern Iowa. So you're making an FCS transition to now the NFL. I always think, whenever I think of the the rookie left tackle, the, the big, big round one draft pick, I always think of Dwayne Brown in Houston, opening day 08 in Pittsburgh, and he was literally like crying on the bench yeah. by the third quarter, like just got absolutely baptized. So, I mean, and again, it was James Harrison and Troy Palomalo, some of the greats, but that is a lot of times that you end up seeing, will it be that bad for Trevor Penning right away? It, it's hard to say, but again, that's probably where the schedule comes in and, and helps them a little bit. We also know now with like the Alvin Kamara piece, his hearing gets pushed back again. And there's a pretty strong likelihood that he will like, there, even probably before December, there's not going to be anything really known about the results of that. And that's probably short ter- shortest case scenario as far as the timeline here. So yeah. likely not, ha- not going to happen in, in the regular season. I, I think if you're, I mean, in this, you know, we primarily sports betting here, but I mean, listen, we there's hand in hand with fantasy as well. Like Alvin Kamara was falling a ton in a lot of these early fantasy drafts as well. And I think if, if people are still worried about the Camara situation, like you should take advantage of that and you should be drafting him earlier than everyone else because I feel like the way that this is all played out and from the information that we've gathered, there's not going to be a decision made this season. Now, he might start next season, you know, suspended right. X amount of games or whatever or whatever it might be, but it doesn't seem like it's going to affect him this year at all. And so, you know, again, uh, they're going to be coming in fairly fairly full strength here. 14th rated receiving core, according to Pro Football Focus, and again, that is, I'm pretty sure, baking in here that Michael Thomas is going to be Michael Thomas. And Six-point game, Ben. Sorry, Matt. Six-point oh, game. Oh boy. Five minutes to oh go. Oh, boy. Well, Whoa. I said that was a long way to go, guys. <laughs> I said that was a long way to go. Wow. So, here we go. Uh, you know, th- I think that is assuming that Michael Thomas is going to be Michael Thomas. I... I think it's a coin flip, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, whether whether That's Michael fair, Thomas is, is, yeah. is Michael Thomas, and so it might be a little high for me as far as receiving cores in the NFL because I think there's at least you know I can think of ten teams just off the top of my head that I would rather have than 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 what the Saints are going to roll out at least in Week One. But uh, I think it's fair maybe that if Michael Thomas is Michael Thomas, they'd be kind of middle of of the pack. The defensive line is is and the secondary, so the defensive side of the ball, as you mentioned, is really where the shining part of this team and why they have upside and why they might have some upside if you did want to kind of look at them in the win total market maybe not necessarily the division market because the bucks still are are the bucks and I think it would take a Brady injury for the bucks not to mm-hmm. to win this division but you look at this defensive line and it is really 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 one experienced and solid right I mean with with Davenport and Jordan you were getting guys that at their position grade out so incredibly high at their position then you look at the secondary as well with Lattimore and then you bring in a May and you bring in a Tyron Matthew with these guys and like this this becomes a real real strength of this team which as we know can certainly help out the offensive side of the ball as well because if you're not playing from behind all the time specifically if you're Jameis Winston, if you're not playing from behind all the time, uh, yeah. you're, where you're having to force throws downfield and they know you're throwing every single time, it can take some pressure off as well. So, I mean, I do think there is been at least a little bit of upside here for this Saints team, but I I think they're properly priced. 
I think the win total is about right, kind of sitting right at that 500 number. I just don't see a real bettable scenario here unless you are betting on father time, taking a hold of, mm-hmm. of Tom Brady at some point, and you just wanted to take the three to one on them to win the division because, hey, they're the most likely to win the division since something happened to. to and Brady. I think I'd much rather take it as we have on the screen, screen right now, take a to finish second at plus yeah. 120 than a to make the playoffs at plus 125. Yep. Seems a lot more logical that this mm-hmm. is ends up being, yeah, nine and eight team. You take second place in the division. Really only, like, could Carolina have an amazing, right. out-of-nowhere resurgence under Baker Mayfield? Sure, but you're willing to bet against that. Those are our thoughts. New Orleans Saints, 32 teams in 32 shows. All right, hour number three, primetime action starts right after this. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.